Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. If you're the type to hold on to issues in your relationships or keep your emotions about certain situations bottled up, if you have a hard time sharing with other people what they may have done that made you feel a certain way, this is the episode for you. I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like a lot of difficult conversations are being had. It seems like it's the season for it. Um, That's just from my interactions with people and um, in the line of work that I do. I wonder to myself if the pandemic has something to do with it. Emotions are definitely running high. That is without a doubt. Um, And so this may be something that is coming to a head. A lot of people are kind of exploding. And one of the ways to prevent yourself from exploding is by having conversations before you get to that point. The thing about problems in your relationships, and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, I'm talking about any relationship that you have with another human being, whether it's your family members, your friends, your colleagues, uh, any problem in an interpersonal relationship, it is like a little weed that grows. And with time, that problem, that little weed, can choke out a previously healthy plant. It's easier to tackle little weeds before they take over the whole plant. And so the same can be said for interpersonal problems, difficulties that you have in your relationships with other people, it is easier to tackle them when they are small problems because over time, they just kind of grow and grow and grow and grow. And then you have big problems. We see it all the time. Um, People get divorced over big problems that started off as small problems. People may be physically hurt or may physically hurt other people because of little problems that became big problems. And so I'd like to encourage you to tackle the problems when they're small. When you notice something that's little, that's really when you want to face it head on. Because if you ignore it, that weed is going to grow. And the thing is, you can ask yourself this question. Do you want your situation to remain the same? Because it will if you don't do anything differently. In fact, your situation may get worse if you don't do anything differently. And I know for a fact that all human beings at some level want to have community with other human beings. All human beings have an innate desire to be close to others. And being close to others means feeling secure in our relationships. 
So I want you to have healthy situations. I want you to be in the best position possible. And so I'm glad that you're listening to this episode today. The thing is that our brains can make it hard. The hard in hard conversations, that hard is because we're human beings. We're human beings with these brains that are elaborate and do all kinds of amazing things, including mess us up when we have problems in our relationships. That hard in hard conversations is because it's an issue happening between two human beings who are very complex and come into the world and grow up in different circumstances and see the world differently and may feel differently about certain situations. We're complicated. We are complicated. One of the ways that our brains make conversations difficult for us to have are what we call in psychology cognitive distortions. And I'm planning to do an episode in the next couple of weeks on cognitive distortions, the ways in which our brain kind of messes us up, and what we can do to tackle them. Cognitive distortions are basically messed up thinking. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. If you think about the thoughts that you have that don't help, those often are cognitive distortions. And there are various types. So for instance, our brain may, our thoughts may be um, catastrophizing in nature. And what that means is we are thinking the worst. And once you start thinking the worst, you just kind of keep building on that. So if you are having an issue with your sibling, you may think oh my gosh, this is not going to get any better. And then the next time that I have to see my sibling, we're just going to be fighting. And then when we start fighting, my parents are going to be stressed out and my grandmother already has heart issues and this is just going to make things even worse. And you just go on and on and on down the negative path, thinking about the worst possible outcomes to the situation when that may not necessarily be the case. Another cognitive distortion is taking things personally. I think that now is a terrible time (laughs) to take things personally in my own life, just my day-to-day life, even just driving or being in traffic or having to wait in lines. I'm trying my best not to take things personally because the people in the world around us, including ourselves, are very stressed out. And the resources that we may be used to having, we don't have. And the sense of security that we're used to having in a world where we thought we had control, we do not have in the same sense. And so if something goes wrong, or if you are inconvenienced, it may not necessarily be about you, (laughs) because there are bigger fish to fry. There are bigger issues at hand going on in the world. But our brains can sometimes make us take things personally. 
Another cognitive distortion, just an example, is assuming. Assuming what another person is thinking, what another person is feeling. And when we assume, that really messes us up if we have relationship issues. We may assume that they don't want to talk about it. We may assume that they're really upset about something that is related to us and taking it personally, right? Just like I just talked about. We may assume that they don't want things to go any differently. We may assume that they know how we feel or what we think. We may assume that they are going to leave or that they are going to hurt us or that they are going to take away X, Y, Z. A lot of assumptions go on in our brain. And the thing is, our thoughts and our feelings our best buddies. How we think, what we think about, impacts how we feel. And those two buddies influence our behavior and how we act and what we do. The best way to tackle those issues is to have a long-term approach. Those are not issues that are resolved overnight. If those sound like the ways in which you have approached the world, you are not alone. And there are several things that you can do to help to get yourself on a better track so that you're showing up as a healthier version of yourself in your relationships. One of the ways to do that is learning how to have healthy relationships, how to have healthy healthy thinking. Um, you're listening to this podcast. That's one way that you are allowing yourself to get some more information on this. But reading books, following other content creators who are professionals and know what they're talking about, people who you can feel comfortable with and learning from. Learning how to reframe your thoughts. So instead of thinking, oh, he hasn't spoken to me much since he came home. He must be mad at me. Reframing that thought and thinking about other possibilities. Once you start doing that, once you get in the habit of doing that, you stop taking things personally because you don't, you realize that you don't know what you don't know. And when you don't know what you don't know, you can't really feel any kind of way about it until you have more information. Another way that you can show up as a healthier version of yourself is by having a neutral sounding board. And when I say neutral, <laughs> I use that word specifically because it helps to have other people in our lives who can show us the way to do things that maybe do not come naturally for us. And oftentimes people turn to their close friends or their close relatives for advice. And that's fine. I do it as well. However, the people who are close to us are not neutral. 
if they're close to you, then you color their view. How they feel about you colors their view. And so they are not necessarily going to be able to take things from a neutral stance. A neutral sounding board may be something like a therapist or a life coach. Uh, someone like that who is able to stand in a neutral space and provide feedback and advice to you from that space. So if you are new to having healthy communication in your relationships, here's my analogy. Have you ever gone to someone's house and used their toilet for the first time? And their toilet is different from your toilet. <laughs> Often you go over to someone's house and they their toilet is new or if you were staying over at a friend's house or going to an Airbnb for the first time, the shower is new and you don't know how to get the right balance of the hot and the cold or there's a door that opens a strange way. Because you are used to your environment, you are used to doing things the way that you are used to doing them. And when you go somewhere new, you have to learn something new. It's the same thing. You are used to communicating in the way that you are used to it. And that is often shaped by the way in which our families communicated. If you are trying to communicate in a different way, then it's a new experience to you. And what do you do if you go over to your friend's house and they have a toilet that's different from yours? Well, you may try to figure it out yourself. Hopefully you do not flood your friend's bathroom. <laughs> or you may go to your friend and ask a question. Hey, your toilet, uh, what do you do with the thing? And when you ask questions or you try to figure it out, the next time that you go over there, you will be a little bit more familiar, right? And the third time, even more familiar. And eventually, it would be like second nature. You'll be like, oh, yeah, this toilet. Remember when I first came over and it was weird and I had to do the jiggle thing? Now I don't even think about the jiggle thing, right? It's the same thing with communicating. It is going to feel strange to do things differently the first time. It will feel a little less strange the second time and a little less strange the third time. It is like riding a bike. You have to practice in order to get, to get there. So if you feel like there are issues in your relationships that you would like to address, how are you going to go about it? Well, for one, you need to find the best time and place. And notice I did not say the right time and place. I don't think that I would ever say the right time and place because there is no such thing as right. When is it ever perfect to talk about the things that you need to talk about? Those things that you've been thinking about for the whole time Dr. Tracy has been ranting about toilets. There is no such thing as the right time. There is no such thing as perfect. But 
you can find the best time and the best place. And what would that look like? That would look like as few distractions and interruptions as possible, as few external stresses as possible. Obviously, we're in a pandemic. That is a huge stressor. We have established that. However, you don't want to start a conversation with someone who has just gotten off a 10-hour shift and driven home in traffic and they didn't have lunch today because they were slammed at work and they come in the house and they clearly look like they are tired. That's not the best time and place. You can introduce it. You can say, hey, there's something that I wanted to bounce off of you. I know that you're really tired right now. Let me know when is good for you. That's one way that you can address it in the moment. But you don't want to go into it right then and there. So once you find the best time and the place, how are you going to do it? So I have a real issue with having healthy communication, particularly about issues in relationships over text messaging. It is one of those things that I do not like, and I'm talking about in my own personal life. Everybody who is in my personal life who's close to me knows that I don't like it. The reason I don't like it is because you miss the nonverbal communication. And when we're communicating with other people, it's not just the words that we're using. It is the slightest shift of an eye. It is seeing pores raise. It is seeing a visible expression of discomfort or relief. Those things are missed when we text. And people have different texting styles. Someone may be dropping emojis during this conversation that you're taking very seriously and would never include an emoji for. And then you'll feel differently about how they're responding to you. You can avoid that by not texting for serious conversations. In an ideal world, serious conversations, communicating about significant things would happen in person. If that is not possible, your next best bet is a video call. Your next best bet after that would be a phone call. Um, but try to avoid texting as much as is possible. Be direct and be honest. Try not to beat around the bush. You don't have to prolong this thing and make it a whole long thing. Just a couple of sentences, maybe a paragraph. The reason why I say that is because on this podcast, I mention this all the time, our brain's capacity to hold information is limited doesn't mean that we hold a little bit of information. We do hold a fair amount. However, you want to stick within those limits. So if you start talking about the current issue that you're having and tie it back to some instance that happened a year and a half ago and you're like, oh, well, do you remember when we went to your grandma's house and it was Thanksgiving? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. I, I don't even know what you're 
upset about or what we're talking about right now. So you want to be direct and you want to be brief. Obviously, you want to use I statements. I would not be a therapist if I did not bring up I statements. Those are sentences that begin with I. I feel, I'd like, I'm afraid of, I think. That helps to prevent the other person from going on the defensive because you are owning your experience. You're not blaming. You're not putting things on them. I feel is different from you did or you made me. That feels a certain way and it doesn't help with the communication. When I say keep it brief, it is okay to agree to revisit conversations, particularly if emotions start running high. When our emotions start running high in a conversation or an argument, what happens is our bodies, physiologically, there is a reaction. And that reaction is very much tied to the buddies that I mentioned earlier. Our thoughts, our emotions, and our bodies all start going haywire. What happens is that we may enter that fight, flight, freeze. And when that happens, our brain's capacity to think logically and work through a problem that stuff goes offline. It's it's done. <laughs> it checks out. So if emotions start running high, agree to take a pause. Make it time limited. Say, listen, we are getting really worked up about this. I am going to go for a walk. I will be back in a half hour or in an hour. Is it okay if we continue talking about it then? That kind of a thing. And just because you have healthy communication skills now, just because you start practicing these skills and jiggling the toilet handle, it doesn't mean that the other person automatically has healthy communication skills. So don't be offended if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go. It also doesn't mean that they will agree to whatever you're setting out to accomplish. It may just mean that you have an opportunity to share how you're feeling or what you're thinking. They may not necessarily buy in. They may not necessarily do it. But even that in and of itself gives you information. It lets you know where you stand with them or with the situation. And you can then use that information for whatever purpose you go to next. So I just wanted to give a breakdown of all of those. I hope that this has been helpful and that it will give you a little bit of courage to communicate, to share those hard feelings, to share those difficult thoughts that you have in your head that you've been walking around with, to tackle the little weeds, and just know that I am proud of you. Thank you for joining me today. Please follow or subscribe wherever you're tuning in so you can catch the next episode. If you enjoy the podcast, 
please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast reach more listeners. You can follow me on Instagram at Healthy Wealthy Roots. Be sure to check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Most episodes have their own page filled with additional resources. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and may not represent the results that you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.